Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard, and you're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. My guest today is Mo Hariri. Mo Hariri is a husband, father, speaker, leadership, and culture implementer who help companies and their teams achieve higher levels of performance, engagement, and employee retention. Mo brings 10 years worth of professional experience in leadership programs, traditional corporate and startup cultures. When it comes to HR teams, Mo has been described as the insider and the spy. <laughs> Mo understands what motivates employees to perform better and what helps increase their engagement within the company. He is called the ideologue for provoking others to bring ideas and create dialogue critical to bring change from within a company's culture. He has helped employees show up to work with purpose and authenticity. He supports people leaders with creating genuine relations with their direct employees. Welcome to the podcast, Mo. Thank you, Dr. Kimberly. I'm very uh, honored to be on your podcast today um, and enjoy this uh, conversation to help others. And hopefully they, your listeners, they find something valuable and inspirational in this. Yes. And I'm very excited to have you on here because Thank you. I was doing some research maybe about a year ago on happiness, because that's my topic, happiness and life fulfillment. And a Gallup poll said that 80% of employees are not engaged at work. They are unengaged. And I was shocked. Correct. We have a lot of unhappy, apathetic people. So I'm very Correct. excited to hear your story. So why don't we start out by you telling us a little bit about like where you grew up, where you mm -hmm. came from, how you got to doing what you're doing, because I know you do other things besides that. So um, tell us about you. Sure. Uh, so I grew up in Beirut. I was born in Beirut, Lebanon. Uh, Lebanon is a tiny, uh, tiny country in the Middle East, uh, but it's a beautiful country. I'm very proud of, of uh, motherland. Uh, it's a very diverse uh, country. Uh, and uh, Lebanon uh, originally is uh, 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 we are very proud of the Phoenicians uh, because we are Phoenicians and uh, the Phoenix, as you know, is the bird that uh, uh, burned to ashes and then uh, came back. So I am Lebanese and uh, I grew up in Lebanon until uh, uh, I was 21 years old when I immigrated to the United States. Within that period, uh, all my life uh, with my family, we always wanted to immigrate to the U.S., so it, had, it was a dream of mine for 21 years mm -hmm. until it happened in 2007. Uh, I moved to uh, Michigan and um, I started going to college here. I did my bachelor in uh, electrical engineering and then I did my master's in electrical engineering as well. Uh, as you know, in Michigan, the automotive industry is the main industry. So right away I joined uh, uh, Chrysler Group, uh, but at that time they were Fiat Chrysler. Uh, automobile. Uh, I joined them in their leadership program. It was a rotational uh, program uh, that gave me a lot of exposure to executives. Uh, uh, I did, they did, worked with me to develop me and grew me as a leader. Uh, and after uh, four years and a half at Chrysler, I moved to California. I worked for a startup company for a year and uh, I decided to come back to Michigan came back to Michigan to work for General Motors. And all that time I've been working on cars. Uh, I love cars and I love technology. 
So I have been working in the infotainment, uh, infotainment uh, area. Uh, since 2016, I've been working for General Motors, uh, leading teams uh, to on quality and to release uh, uh, radios and infotainment systems on most of the vehicles that you see right today, Cadillac, Buick, Chevy. Um, that was that was my journey, kind of the professional journey. Along the way, uh, I got married to my uh, beautiful wife, uh, Heba. Uh, our uh, we met. We were 11 years old in sixth grade. Is when I really knew uh, she is going to be my wife. I really loved her. Uh, I used to enjoy every day showing up to school to uh, make her laugh. Uh, so I was called the clown of the class, of course. Um, and then uh, uh, after I moved, uh, I decided uh, to get married. We moved together uh, here and now we have two beautiful children. Adam is uh, five years old and Lana is three years old. Today is her birthday and uh, we have Elsa and Olaf all over the place. <laughs> Uh, uh, so that's that's where I come from. That's what I do. But my um, for ten years I've been in corporate America. Uh, I've been uh, working uh, uh, as an engineer. By the same time, I always uh, stood out as a leader within my team, uh, my department. Um, I'm always uh, I've been always passionate to, uh, to improve myself. So uh, personal development has been my main uh, passion. Uh, you can call it a hobby. It's, uh, it takes my time all the time, really. Um, I talk about it every day. I talk about it. It's my brand at work. That's, I'm known as Mo, the leadership guy. Um, that's what I talk about. Um, I truly believe that everyone is a hero. Uh, everyone is a leader. We were all born to become the leaders we were supposed to be. Some of us are on the right track. Uh, some of us, we might die without knowing that leader or letting that leader uh, come out of us. That's why I decided two, three years ago to uh, uh, really start consulting for uh, and helping employees uh, uh, figure out how to live a purposeful life and uh, integrate the, their life and work together. Um, my mission is to see majority of employees going to work happy, fulfilled, uh, joyful, as much as they are uh, at home. Uh, it's very hard to uh, swipe out and badge out uh, work and then transition into now I can be happy at home and then go back in the morning, put in a mask on your face and then walk into work and feel miserable for nine hours. Because if you do it 40 hours a week for 40 years this is your life you can't say i'm creating a life for balance this is your life if it's not good your life is not good and this will lead to stress and stress will lead to depression and depression will lead to cancer and then literally your job might kill you so i i was able to find that kind of peace at work and that engagement and i want to share it with everyone i want to help business leaders HR uh, leaders, employees, team leaders, uh, managers, to figure out what is employee engagement, how they can make a small change to create a big impact and feel better when they go back at home knowing they are impacting others. Uh, so that's me. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is awesome. And um, 
So what do people need at work to feel engaged, to feel like there is a reason for them to be there? Because, you know, everyone wants to feel needed, useful, feel like they're actually contributing something. And, and no one truly wants to be apathetic and sad and trying to make it through the day. So what do employees need to feel good about what they're doing? So for employees, uh, what they need is, and I always tell this to everyone I help, uh, if you are an employee today, you must be on a journey to answer three questions. Every day you're gonna wake up and go to work. So the three questions you must be uh, asking yourself and genuinely, authentically, uh, and honest, being honest with yourself, find the answers. The first one is, uh, what do I do every day? So you're going to work, you're gonna badge in and sit at a desk. What are you doing? Is this is where you are investing your time helping you uh, to achieve your ultimate goal? Are you learning? Are you contributing? Are you feeling valuable? So once we get on the journey to answer this big question, we start getting to the, uh, to the right answer. And if the answer is not what we need and what we're looking for, we, we need to make a change. Uh, number two is, who is my support team? Who do I work with? Even an entrepreneur, a solopreneur today, they have to work with a network and they need a support team. Every, we, we are a society, we are a tribe. Uh, we cannot be on our own. So who is your support team at work? You always have uh, uh, a team leader or a manager that you have to work for. You have your friends and your coworkers you have to interact with every day. If this support team uh, is not what you need and what you're looking for, then you have to make a change. And like you know, they say you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. If those five people are not who you need, then you, are, you don't have a circle of, uh, uh, of influence. You have a cage of influence mm -hmm. and a negative influence, right? So always think of who am I spending my time with? How, what, what, how can I help them and how can they help me? Uh, and number three is why? What is your purpose to be there? This is a very big and cliche question, but it is what makes us jump out of bed every day and leave our warm and nice house and our family and our kids behind to go and spend nine hours, invest our lifetime uh, in something we do every day. So why are you doing it? Uh, is your mission, personal mission and personal purpose aligned with the mission of the company? Will you be proud telling your kids, this is what I worked on and this is the legacy I'm leaving behind? If you are at peace with those three questions and you like the answers, then you are engaged. At that point, you have to start thinking, okay, how can I help others be engaged? You become an engagement ambassador. Um, this is what I tell employees to, to try to answer every day. Some, sometimes one of them is missing. It creates an imbalance. We have to go and try to fix it. And uh, by fixing it, we have to talk about it, uh, seek help. Tell our manager, you know what, uh, I like what I do, but hey, we have a couple of toxic people in the team. We need to address it. Th those are the three questions I tell employees to answer uh, to, uh, to evaluate their engagement and their fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And if they're, um, let's say they're going to work and um, I, I meet a lot of people like this, they have been doing the same thing for a long time. And, this, and at one time, it was their passion, 
but now mm -hmm. they're just bored. They're yep. bored. They need a new challenge. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're doing a good job. They, you know, everything, but yep. they're bored. I mean, and, they, and they might be happy at work. So those people uh, are the happy, uh, satisfied employees, but they are not engaged uh, because there are, like you said, there are 70% uh, of people today reporting uh, disengaged at work. So only 30% are engaged, 70% disengaged. 52% uh, of those are actively disengaged. Basically, they show up and do the bare minimum to be employed. They mm -hmm. want a paycheck. They are happy with their paycheck and benefit, and they are just showing to do the minimum. They take a lot of coffee breaks. They wait for the lunch uh, break. They wait until it's five and they go home and talk about how miserable and bored they were at work, but they don't make any change. Only 18% of those 70% are actively working on their disengagement. Uh, they talk about it, they change jobs, uh, positions, uh, companies, or careers. They might shift careers because they found out it's not what I like. Uh, that 70% is costing the US uh, every year $400 billion. So every year in the US, we lose $400 billion because of disengaged uh, employees. And this is what I, this is what, what is keeping business leaders uh, awake at night. And if they are true, true leaders, it's not only the money that's, uh, that's uh, concerning to them, we, they definitely have to meet their bottom line at the end. Uh, and they want a piece back of that $400 billion. But they realize that those people at their company, they are the most uh, valuable asset they have. And, they relate to them as uh, human to human, and they know those disengaged people are uh, uh, a single mom with two kids who has to try her best at work and at home uh, to survive. A single dad, uh, uh, a person in, a, in an abusive relationship, but they have to show up at work and uh, assume everything is fine, right? Uh, they have to do their best when they have to go home back to their uh, situation which is impacting their, uh, their uh, work life, but at the same time, they, has, they have to fake that it's not. Uh, uh, and there are uh, the parents with a sick kid, uh, disabled kid. We cannot disengage our work or disintegrate our work and life anymore. And for that reason, we have to connect as a human beings at work and say, you know what? I understand your situation and I know it's affecting your, uh, your, your work. I wanna help you. I want to support you and nothing is uh, is permanent so at some point the employee you are investing in their life and their success they're going to come back with a higher level of loyalty and they will do their best for you as a business leader to make sure your your organization is successful so we have to connect as human beings understand we all have our own stories our own situations how we can leverage support for each other so we can move ahead as one one team instead of individuals uh, once we have that shift of perspective that those 70 percent start changing to become 60 and 50 and less actually i was just having a conversation with a friend of mine about this last night we were talking mm -hmm. about being more authentic in our lives and um you know he works corporate i don't but he works corporate and I was saying, okay, can you show up to work and be authentic without mm -hmm. fear? Or do you have to come in wearing that mask? You know, how much can you share 
And, you know, people are afraid to lose their jobs. They're afraid to share the fact that, you know, their, their mother's dying at home because, you know, they might look incompetent and they're going to lose their job. So mm -hmm. how can we be true to ourselves? Because, I mean, for me to be able to be authentic all the time, no matter which situation I'm in, Mm -hmm. would be the ideal situation because then I'm truly being me but but then there's this fear well what if who I am or the way I am or the situation I have at home would mm -hmm. cause me to lose something right uh, so authentic authenticity is something I'm very passionate about because I lived uh, both sides of the coin uh, I tried for a long time I, to satisfy others. Uh, our system today uh, in, in our society is based on other people's uh, validation. With social media, uh, in high school, kids go and all they care about is how to prove to others that they are cool enough and to be accepted. So in our school system, we, have to, we are being graded as soon as we are five years old or as early as we are five years old, we are being graded, we are being evaluated. Like literally my son started a kindergarten, the first grade he got is an F in math. And I'm like, I spend, he's smart, he knows all his numbers. He's been in Montessori, he knows all the numbers. We spend a lot of money to put him in this very good Montessori. And then he goes to school and he gets an F, first grade ever in his life. And uh, I didn't want this to be a trauma for him. So we talked to the teacher and it turned out he's writing the numbers uh, uh, flipped. So all his numbers were flipped. And then we addressed it in a week. He came back having an A. She gave him another chance and he got an A. And uh, this might change his life because now he sees, okay, you know what? Uh, if I do something, I will have better result. And an F, if we left it at, at an F, it would destroy his, his, his uh, self-confidence. So in our system today, we are being graded as soon as we are five years old. We grow up in college. Uh, we are being, uh, if, if we don't join fraternities, uh, sororities, uh, we're not cool enough. So society is uh, uh, validating us and judging us all the time, right? So it's hard to, and then you go into, in, into a workforce and you have to do your best. So your manager can grade you uh, so you can get a bonus and move up. So that situation makes us uh, get away from being authentic. So now every year uh, we're learning how to put a new mask. Most people today show up to work uh, with a shield on uh, and a mask on. They are trying to suppress their emotions, who they are, so they can show up as perfect as possible so people like them. And then we all go back to home, take off the shield and the mask and uh, try to be ourselves as much as possible. And that's why when people drink, that's when you see, because they are, don't have that filter and that judgment, when they start drinking, then you see the real uh, uh, the, them. So, so what, I, what, what I do and what I train people uh, with, and this is like my favorite workshop, is showing up, showing up authentically at work, literally removing the mask. When I have to show up, trying to satisfy my boss, my friends, uh, uh, the system. Uh, I'm putting different masks. Now I have to show up that I'm happy when I'm not happy. Here that I am engaged when I'm not engaged, that I care about the job or this meeting, uh, different masks. And then on top of this, uh, when you have women at workplace, they have to do double the work to prove themselves because they are women. 
and uh, it's more masks being used. Uh, now you're spending your time trying to fake your rig instead of investing that time into work and being yourself. So, and once you are be you are yourself, you feel happy and satisfied. So, what what I ask people to do is lead with their own story, uh, own it, because that's what happened to me. When 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 I led with my story, when I opened up and said, you know what, I am this person who comes from the Middle East. Uh, I immigrated here. My English is not perfect. I don't know uh, much about the traditions and the society here. But guess what? This is me. I'm gonna embrace the change. I'm gonna tell you who I am, and it gives me a sense of peace and happiness. Now, you, if you wanna judge me, uh, fine. This is your own judgment. I'm not let, gonna let it affect me. And then when I start on this journey of being authentic, I start connecting with my past and my own story. I feel all the failures and the things uh, I thought I was not proud of, now they are my strength. I was, when I was uh, raised and we didn't have much money and we had to be very resourceful, I never shared this with people. I never shared with people that I had to, uh, to be, uh, uh, I went to a private school and sometimes I had to stand outside because my dad didn't pay uh, uh, the tuition. They would call my name and they make me stand outside. Before I would hide this. Now I'm proud of it because today I'm a successful person because of those moments, because of my immigration uh, story that made me, I got humiliated, but then, but then that's what made me today appreciate and be grateful for everything I have and leverage all those experiences and look at them as those were opportunities for me to become better and better and better. So when I lead with this story, it makes me more impactful. And then I start connecting with people because they had similar stories. We all go through change and through hard times. And those are the things that make us who we are today. So I literally have everyone take a mask I give them a mask. It's it's a white blank mask. I wish I had it here. It's in the back. And we uh, we start from when we were born, and we start going, reflecting in our life. What are the experiences that made us who we are today until today? And this is the mask that has our story that we should show up every day with. Uh, once once I know my manager's uh, uh, story, my coworkers' story, I feel a family. And now all the shields start breaking down, all the masks, the fake masks starts going away and you're only showing up as you. Um, it, it, it breaks a lot of chains off of us so we can really fly freely and move forward instead of being stuck in, in the present because of our past. Um, so this is, this is what authenticity is for me uh, from, from a personal development and a personal peace um, state of level. By the same time, leaders must be uh, leading authentically uh, by being vulnerable. So I always talk about this uh, leadership uh, uh, spectrum. And when I tell people be authentic at work, some of them, they feel like, oh, well, you, do you want me to speak my mind and tell Becky walking through the hall that she, um, she looks bad today or her dress is weird? No, this is being obnoxious. I don't want you to be obnoxious. Uh, you will get fired for being obnoxious and you are not a good, decent human being. But then most of us, 90% of people are in the middle, which I call HR honest. Uh, we are, this is professional. We are being professional. We're gonna protect everyone's feeling and uh, we're not gonna give real feedback, constructive feedback, because I wanna be on the safe side. So 
I'm going to be HR professional. Those are 90% of the people. This is uh, the average. But then on the other side right here, uh, when you add vulnerability to this side, you become authentic. Vulnerability is really having the courage like uh, Dr. Brené, I think I have it here. Um, where is it? Vulnerability is emotional exposure, risk, and uncertainty. This is uh, by Dr. Brené Brown. Mm -hmm. uh, when we have the courage to be ourselves, to take risks, to fail, own it, and uh, uh, be proud of it, and then fix it, this is, this is vulnerability. When you add it to honesty, then you are authentic because people know that you failed, people know that you can fix it, and people know that you are better today. As long as you believe in it, then you are, you are authentic. This is where leaders need to be authentic so people can connect with them. They're, uh, really, it's their, uh, uh, their direct reports can connect with them and they can lead with influence instead of authority. This is my favorite workshop. Uh, it, I always find more and more when I do it myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the mask that I look at every day and feel proud about. Yeah. And when you said, you know, leading with influence rather than authority, I mean, I don't see where leading with authority has worked very well in any situation because as soon as the leader turns around or is out of the office or <laughs> people think they're not looking, they yes. don't do what they're supposed to because they they were doing things out of fear or out of, Correct. you know, you know, just, but when you do it with influence where people want to be part of the team, that mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. Correct. Correct. A huge difference. And, and, uh, and if you lead with authority, your people will spend most of their time on LinkedIn trying to find a new job. Uh, <laughs> when you lead with influence, people are loyal and they will go through any adversity or any challenging times with you because they trust you and they are loyal to you as a leader. And we, we all know those people who, uh, uh, we, we both can think of managers probably, uh, who if they call us right now and say, hey, I have a job for you, but it's less money, we would take it right away because mm -hmm. we worked for them before, we trust them and we, we wanna be around them. And there's always this other manager who I worked for before and if, she or he calls me today, I'm gonna to say, no, thank you, I'm very happy. Uh, this is how you can lead with influence versus authority, uh, yes. That's true, and I always say, never burn any bridges, mm -hmm. because you, you don't, you just never know, and the people right. like that, that you wanna be loyal to, those are the people that, and again and again, you, you touch lives mm -hmm. throughout your Correct. life through different seasons. Correct. So if someone, um, is feeling like they're having to wear a mask at work or maybe the the leaders are feeling like you know they walk into the room and everybody <laughs> is like stiff you know they're, they're yeah. all of a sudden they're back on task whatever <laughs> how do you start the process of being authentic does it just take one employee or one leader to start changing and it helps change the people around them how does that how do you start that in a place where you're feeling kind of in a cage? Uh, I think it's about empathy. Like, and I'm very influenced by Dr. Brené Brown. Uh, it's feeling empathetic to other people. When the manager or the leader, and, and this is, this is the, uh, uh, the, 
the fun part of it. If you are a team leader or you are a manager or a business leader, they, your people, your direct reports are always looking at you. And whatever you do, they want to try to do the same because they believe this is the right way. So if I want my team to be authentic, I'm going to start with myself. Uh, uh, Bill George says he's a doctor from, uh, uh, he was the CEO of Medtronic. And uh, he, he says, uh, and he's a professor at Harvard as well. He talks about leadership and he says, first you have to learn how to lead yourself. That's the I lead. And then you start leading others, the we lead. Uh, if the hardest part, part is leading yourself. So as a, as a leader, you, uh, you just go to your team and say, listen, I'm on a journey to be authentic. If you ever feel I'm being fake to you, let me know. Uh, if you show them that you want feedback, if you show them that this is my story, this is I lead because of my story, uh, those are the things that make me who I am today, uh, you start open up, opening up, the team will start opening up as well, especially during one-on-ones. Because when we are within a team, we're afraid of other people's judgment and validation. But once we are one-on-one, we will open up because there is that trust uh, connection. Uh, and I will tell tell a leader, be the example you want other people to be uh, just like. Uh, now, what, what, what every, every leader, or every manager wants their team to be doing their best and go to a whole new level. Uh, I, I, I teach this uh, acronym called TEAM, T-E-A-M, uh, trust, energy, accountability, and motivation. The first thing he has to work on is trust and loyalty, because uh, if they don't trust uh, the management uh, and the direction, they will never be loyal. They will never do the extra. They will. They won't go the extra mile with you, and they won't do their best so they can achieve success. They will be focused only on their own success, not the team's success or the organization's success. So start building the trust. Trust is when we connect as a human beings. When we sit on the same side of the table not across the table. Uh, when we uh, uh, practice gratitude as a team, so uh, we can work out the muscle of faith. And once that muscle of faith is, is very strong, everyone will join and be faithful that we can uh, win together, go the extra mile. E stands for energy. What kind of energy is your team emitting uh, and living every day? So uh, we all heard or every manager's dream is for others to say, I wish I can work for this guy. They, it looks like they have fun in their team. If, if, you, if your people are having fun while working, you achieved a lot as a manager, as a leader. Uh, and, and, and this is where you have to create the energy uh, of happiness and fulfillment. Uh, I always said to achieve a state of joy which is a permanent state for a long time, you have to increase the moments of happiness. Happiness is an emotion. It's energy in motion. It goes, uh, we're happy one day having fun. The next day, it's a stressful day. It changes, right? Mm -hmm. But the more happiness we have, uh, the faster we get to a state of joy and fulfillment. So if a manager makes sure every week is increasing uh, those moments of happiness, then the whole team will achieve that joyful state. And this is the energy that a manager should be working, working on with the team. 
How can they do it? Uh, fun meetings, uh, uh, break some rules. Uh, we, can, we all know that we can break rules and still be safe. So uh, break some rules, uh, make sure you trust them and uh, having them lead another meeting, uh, embrace ideas, uh, that kind of stuff will help the energy always be positive. A is accountability. Because we, are, we, have, we have been raised being accountable all the time, we need to uh, show that we are accountable at work. So the team needs to know that I am accountable of what I do because people are looking at my work. Thus, I need to be accountable. And at the same time, they want to make sure others are being accountable. Because the most uh, toxic environment is when fairness is not uh, uh, available. If myself, I have to do my best and my, my coworker has to do her best, but I do better and then she gets promoted, I'm going to feel like there's no fairness. There is no accountability for, hey, she's not doing good and she's getting promoted, so why would she uh, get the promotion? If, if there's no fairness, right away, I'm going to be disengaged as an employee. So always make sure you're being accountable toward yourself, toward the team, and everyone is accountable for their own work. So you can create a fairness uh, situation. The last one is M, motivation. Uh, motivation can be external or internal. A leader must work on the intrinsic and internal motivator of everyone in the team. When I, when I meet with different coworkers, I always work on their internal uh, motivators. What motivates them to show up to work, to do their best? For, I'll give you a, an example. For one of my coworkers, uh, we are great friends at work. Her biggest motivation that she is a woman, uh, an engineer uh, at work. So she wants to be a role model and an example for her 14 years old uh, kid. So she has a daughter and, she, and her daughter is very smart and she wants to be a role model for her so she can become an engineer if she wants to and become a, a great one as well like a, a very successful engineer. That's her motivator. Her motivation is not paycheck. Her motivation is not only her success and moving up. It's because of this uh, uh, daughter I have at home, I wanna show up every day and do my best. Once a manager realizes this, they're gonna connect with her from that perspective and try to help her to succeed because uh, she can transfer that success to her house and now she's living an integrated life between uh, work and home. Uh, other people's motivation can be, you know what, I have to prove to my parents or I want to become a leader and I've been doing this like for me, I want to move up because I want to impact more people. Uh, and I always thought of myself as a leader and leadership is really a big part of my identity. This is what drives me to go to work, to live my brand as a leader. Uh, when they invest, when my company invests in me as a leader and they see me and they help me on this, I'm going to be very loyal and I'm going to show up because this is, this is what I do every day. Uh, so try to find those motivators within every team member and work on them, connect with them, and it's going to be different for everyone. And this, this will close the circle to back to T, which is the trust. Now they're going to trust you again and it starts all over. Uh, that's, that's what I recommend for managers to work on their team, trust, energy, accountability, and motivation. Wow. And then, how do you, um, like as a manager, how do you help everyone understand 
the big picture because a lot of times the manager or the supervisor, the person who's in charge, they see this big picture. They can see in the future, they see all the pieces, but each employee doesn't always you know, see their piece. They don't see how it fits in mm-hmm. or they, they, they have to do their job or do it a different way because they think, oh, it's good enough that this is going to work, but it doesn't work when you see the whole picture. And, and I know sometimes managers are trying to show them the picture, but they're just not getting it. How do they communicate? Hey, mm-hmm. this is your piece. This is how it goes together. This is why it's so important and get them on board seeing the dream. How do they get the people who are doing the pieces see the dream, the whole big dream? Yes. Uh, so uh, just like you said, it, uh, it's a puzzle, right? The business itself is a puzzle. So when I'm a, and it, def, it depends on different uh, people's perspective. If you are an employee versus a manager versus HR versus executive management or a business leader, really. So I always discuss when I do consulting, uh, the employee engagement puzzle. So in the middle, so it's a three by three puzzle, nine pieces. In the middle is you as an employee or the manager, HR, or business leader, right? And around it, there are the eight other boxes or eight other pieces where uh, we, we try to figure out which category needs work. So at the bottom, I always start with the main thing is purpose, mission, value. This is the main uh, corner, main piece, uh, building block for any engagement, employee engagement journey. Your people must come to work relating to your uh, purpose and mission and value. Why? Because if I don't feel as an employee connected to a mission that's aligned with my own mission as a person, and I don't see how I am contributing to it, I'm not going to believe in it. And then I'm not going to invest my energy and focus and life. You look at companies like, uh, uh, do you remember those old GPS navigation systems that Mm -hmm. dash mounted? The company who made them were called the, uh, oh my God, I forgot it. Uh, I forgot the name of that company. Uh, anyways, so that company today doesn't exist. Uh, and beca- because of, uh, I wish I can remember the name. Anyways, um, they don't exist because their mission, or they are, they are on, about to file bankruptcy. Their mission was, we want to become a leader in the market we serve. And uh, we're going to design the best product at the lowest cost and high quality. And you look at this mission, it's very egocentric. It's about them being a leader so stakeholders uh, can make money and then and they want bigger market share. And then the other piece is the product managers, uh, the product uh, itself to be the best product. What they forgot is two things, the most important two things, their employee who is this person who's doing the product and the other person is the customer who's going to use the product. So they forgot about the problem they are solving. They forgot about who is uh, investing their life to do it. When you look at Apple, Apple, Apple's mission is, is very easy. We're going to create tools so we can enable the human uh, uh, minds to push the limits and to create more and more every day. So when you look at it, oh, they're going to help me as a customer solve my problem, give me the tools so I can become better. And that's why today everyone has an iPhone, an Apple Watch, a Mac, and everyone is, people identify with Apple. I'm an Apple guy. It becomes part of my identity. 
So a mission is very critical uh, for a company. Uh, and then the purpose, uh, I need to understand why I'm showing up every day, help me figure it out. It has to be aligned with my own purpose as well as a person. So your success and my success as an employee and employer are aligned. And the value, which how we do things every day. So this is the main block of the puzzle. The second one is communication. Uh, communication is critical because we have to know what we're doing every day. Uh, we have to be transparent. Uh, and this is the key tool for me to understand you and you understand me. Uh, the third one is value. Uh, the third one is purpose, mission, open communication, values. This is the infrastructure for the puzzle. And then we have leadership on one side and management on this side. Uh, we all know of uh, managers. They are not good leaders. Well, a manager can be a leader as well. Uh, what's the difference? A manager is focused on the process, on people doing their work, while leaders are focused on the best for the team and the team members before their own benefit. So you can have a manager be a great leader, but sometimes we only need a manager. I don't care if he's a leader. He's going to make the process so optimized and he's going to achieve the results, and that's the, all they care about. Uh, Managers are what they do. Leaders is how we do it, uh, really. And then we go to the top level where we have, on one side is recognition and reward. People need to hear a thank you. They need to hear, uh, you know what? I appreciate what you did. I see you're trying hard. Uh, I recognize you. And it's always recognition before reward. Uh, we, we spend a lot of money on uh, giving people uh, probably a pen for for a five years tenure or ten years, right? Uh, but most people don't stay that long in a company. Most people, uh, I'm not gonna wait five years to be recognized. But if you recognize me every time I do something good, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep that momentum. So recognition is very important, uh, especially for millennials today in the in the workplace. Uh, and then we have a job on one side, the job design. Make sure it's uh, relevant. Uh, so I don't show up bored. Like you said, uh, you, you know a friend or, or you know someone who's showing up bored at work, uh, make sure it's challenging. People wanna be challenged. They wanna feel uh, that they can bring value and solve problems. At, this, at the same time, make sure there is learning in it. Uh, we never hire people to, uh, because they know everything. Then they are not gonna do their best to learn something new. Uh, they're gonna be bored. It's always there's a room for them to learn new skills so I can help them build their set of skills and set of tools so they are more uh, valuable to the company and they see it themselves as well uh, as employees. And then the last one is uh, uh, the pay, the benefits, the workplace, all of these uh, as a package is the environment where uh, this person is uh, working. So make sure they are happy. Everyone is paying fairly today. So a pay is something um, uh, we assume it's a standard. Uh, not because you're paying a little bit more, I'm gonna work for you, but you need to pay more because everyone is gonna pay more as well. Uh, the benefits, uh, benefits are, you have to be very creative with your benefits. Uh, I heard of a company, they, uh, they are offering paternity leave. Pa is P-A-W, which is for dogs, because most millennials, when they get married, uh, they are not, having uh, a child. So maternity and paternity is not working for them when they started a company, but they are getting a dog. So they need some time to connect with the dog and take care of their uh, little puppy. So now 
paternity is very uh, new and it's helping. Literally, millennials are looking for paternity leaves um, as a benefit. So this is the puzzle. Uh, what we do is, this is what I offer in my consulting. Not all the areas will be perfect or uh, successful, and some of them, they will need work. And, and, and the, uh, the process itself is collect data first. Uh, when I start working with a business leader and HR, we always, I'm an engineer, so I love data. We need to do surveys. We need to do interviews. We can start with one question, or we can start with 10 questions or 100 questions. Uh, just make sure we start with data. We have some data to point us where to go. Well, once we have data, that's a promise to the employee. If I'm asking them to give me feedback, at the same time, I'm promising them that I'm going to do something about it. If, if a company doesn't do anything about it, next time they do a survey, no one is going to answer or they're going to give you wrong data. So if you collect data as a business leader, HR leader, make sure to take actions. Uh, identify who is going to lead uh, employee engagement. It can be HR to lead, but they cannot do it on their own. They need uh, executive management. They need the CEO involvement and investment in, into it. Um, not only uh, financial investment, they need to invest their time and push for employee engagement and uh, positive culture and all the managers as well. Data, uh, who's going to lead, and then design plays, design things, uh, really uh, plays that will help engagement. They can be small things you can change, or they can be huge uh, change, like new technology. Um, uh, but there's always something small. There's a lot of things, small plays they can do to uh, make a great impact. Depends on, on where they need, which piece of the puzzle they need work with. And then at the end is, you have to check and do a pulse check on the impact you did. After you execute, you have to do another survey. And you have to do the survey, I think, most companies, they need to do the survey every quarter because they can react. If things are not working, let's change it. Let's check. Okay, now it's working. Um, this, is, this is what we do in system design. When we design an airplane or a vehicle, every system within that, that product has a feedback loop to make sure we are on the right track. Create a feedback loop for you, whatever you are executing at your company for employee engagement uh, on your employee engagement journey. This is what I really tell uh, business leaders and HR to start working on. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, I have learned so much just listening to you so far. And um, I'm sure there are people who would love to have your services. So I know you are offering some different uh, trainings and consultation. Why don't you tell us about the what you offer to companies mm -hmm. and employees? Uh, so I always uh, offer consulting uh, services, basically talking to, to, to the business leaders about uh, what they need help with. I offer first uh, a free consultation session. I do more of listening, and then I come back with some kind of, this is what I think we can start with, right? Uh, after the consultation, consulting session we can we move on with the puzzle the employee engagement puzzle we we'll identify the areas we were going to work on and we take it from there uh, uh, at the same time i like and this is something i'm very passionate about uh, workshops and training uh, my two main ones uh, are uh, authentic leadership which i help employees uh, and leaders to lead authentically own their story and uh, put it Put, wear the, their own mask every day. Uh, 
my other workshop is team T E A M, which uh, is about creating, uh, taking a team to a whole new level of productivity and of uh, happiness of engagement. So uh, those two workshops is what I offer and they are tailored toward what the company does and they want and what the employee uh, need as well. Uh, those are my main services. You can find uh, more uh, about this on my LinkedIn. And of course, I would love to, to talk and schedule 15 minutes with anyone to talk a little bit more in details about what I can do and offer. Okay, so just connect with you on LinkedIn if they want to uh, about your services. Yes, LinkedIn is my, is my main uh, playground. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always active on LinkedIn. Uh, and they can find me on Instagram at mo underscore Hariri underscore. Uh, for LinkedIn, it's Mo Hariri. Uh, you'll, uh, you, you, you'll find me there. We, we can connect and we can uh, start the conversation. Awesome. So I'm going to switch gears for a minute. What for you personally gives you the most happiness, fulfillment in your life right now? Uh, the most, it's really impacting others. And I truly believe everyone is a leader. We, all, we were all born heroes of our own lives uh, and, and leaders. Life and our system and our society today is working against us because it's very materialistic and everything around us is trying to suppress that leader that we were born to become. Uh, and, to be, and I always say to become because it needs work. You have to go on a journey of personal, uh, internal uh, journey to figure out who you are really and that kind of leader you were born to become. We can lead in our families as a father, as a, as a mother. Um, we can lead in our community. We can lead within our uh, circle of friends at work. In anything, we can lead. Uh, so this one gives me a lot of satisfaction. When I sit down with people of different ages, from a, uh, an executive manager uh, or director to uh, a, a newly grad who just started, and this like literally happened last week where someone was very frustrated uh, with their current manager, and I talked to them, and they came back saying, thank you, Mo, because today I feel way better. Uh, I see it, you created mindset shift and uh, I see it as an opportunity for me uh, to move forward. So creating impact, helping people, uh, pulling their levers so they can figure out how better they can do uh, gives me a lot of satisfaction. That, that makes me jump out of bed every day. That makes me go to sleep with a smile every day and it's the legacy I'm leaving behind. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, for all your contributing, because, uh, oh my goodness, 70% of the people unhappy. If you can just touch some of them, it will change, change the world. Yes. So thank you so much for everything you're doing. Thank you very much, Dr. Kimberly. Uh, I really enjoyed our conversation, and um, I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, I just listened to the last four of your podcast. And uh, I'm a big fan now. Thank you for what you do and for giving people a voice so they can impact other people as well and be an inspiration to, to them. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Thank and you. We'll talk to you again soon. Talk to you.